Friday, September 15th, and how about that? Week two of the NFL season is upon us. It is good to have week two already in the barn. Some very interesting matchups this weekend. A huge rivalry game for the 49ers this weekend. And we got our friend Joe Fortenbaugh not exactly stopping by this show, but we will have a Fortenbaugh Friday for you. It's something that I got to tape with Joe after we wrap up today. And how about this? I'm going to give you the premiere of our first Fortinball Friday in a really long time today. How about this? Here's a time we can all remember. It'll happen at 420. Fortinball Friday dropping at 420 this afternoon on the Damon Bruce Plus channel. Oh, yeah. It feels right. It really does. So that means we got to have kind of a quick one to get out of here because I got to wrap up. I got to do a little something with Joe, and he's got things to do. So he's a busy man. Me, not so busy. But because of that, we're not going to be able to have a VIP room in the AMP app today. I'm sorry to let you down not being able to play all these incredible songs to pay tribute to Los Angeles that I've already put together. I have curated an amazing set list I guess you're going to have to wait until the Rams come up to Levi's to hear it. I've saved it. We will get to it later on this season. But sorry, no VIP room after we go through Club Plus today. But believe me, I am going to make the next 25, 35 minutes of your day incredibly informative. Let's go. Uh, When it comes to 49ers and Rams, it's a big one. There's no doubt about it. Ooh, and I tell you what, we're going to have to wait for the sip of the day. That's still a little bit too hot to officially qualify as sip of the day. It's the new mug. Um, The new mug is called the Carter from Fellow Coffee. Ooh, very minimalist. I like it, though. I like it. I love the lid. Uh, Thanks again to Josh. Uh, listener setting me up with the swag. I really like it. Um, this is a game that sets the tone for the entire season for the 49ers coming up. I mean, sure, it's a divisional game, right? I mean, so right there, it's more important than your average game. It's a game that you win frequently, which means in a year that you've got Super Bowl aspirations, losing in a matchup you win frequently in would be, you know, not good for business. And the look, the, the win in Pittsburgh that the 49ers put up last week was an official greeting to the league. A win this week is the message for the 49ers in a year where aspirations are through the roof to start the year 2 and 0 with two road wins is just a message. It really is a message to the entire NFL. Uh, A division game. you got a personal rivalry game going on between the coaches. You've got a whole bunch of 49er fans looking to go down and create a hostile takeover. I hope you like the thumbnail today. The 49ers are taking over Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, They are coming to invade Los Angeles. And it's really set up to be a fantastic game. A really, really good game on the NFL schedule this week. It's got everything you want. Both teams winning their season openers. You got some bad blood. You got coach envy going on. You got stadium envy going on. You got NFL history envy going on. You've got current history envy going on from the 49ers looking at the Rams and their new shiny Super Bowl ring from just a year or two ago. And that's what Kyle Shanahan wants. 
That's what's going to make Kyle Shanahan sleep well at night and stop graying like a president. Uh, He is under a tremendous amount of pressure. Sean McVay, look, once you win that Super Bowl ring, you feel less pressure to the point where McVay was, you know, the whole conversation was, yeah, you know, he might get into TV. He might step away. He's kind of mission accomplished his career at such a young age. What's he really want to do? Dude, these guys are football whizzes. They want to coach. They want to be in charge of something. They are their identity. The id of their self-conscience is directly attached to being a professional football coach. This is a rivalry that is built upon a house of envy, and I like it. I like it an awful lot. The Rams were a big surprise last week. Seattle might have been a huge disappointment, but in the wake of that disappointment, The Rams went out and they handled an awful lot of business. You got two teams that use gobs and gobs of pre-snap motion looking to find the matchup that this quarterback is looking to exploit. I mean, there is a huge chess game that is going to be going on at SoFi Stadium. The problem, though, for the Rams is that at any point in time in this chess game, the 49ers defensive line might decide we've had enough and they just flip over the chessboard. And if they do that, it could be a great day for the 49ers. There's no doubt. Look for Debo to have a big afternoon. He's been having big afternoons against the Los Angeles Rams. Every time you look up in his last six games, that includes the playoffs as well. Debo has 36 catches for nearly 600 yards and six total touchdowns against the Rams. This is a a, a matchup that Debo always does well in. George Kittle is a couple of targets away from becoming the fastest 49er receiver, I believe, to 400 career catches or certainly tight ends to 400 career catches. Uh, I should have looked at that note a little bit harder, but I just saw it before I came on the air today, and I thought, should I bring that to the show? Maybe, maybe not. I didn't bother writing it down. But look for Kittle to pop in the game like this. Look for Brandon Ayuk to continue to prove that he is among the elite receivers in this league. He is the best player that the 49ers have to throw the football to, and that includes everyone. That includes Christian McCaffrey, who just wrecks shop in division. Christian McCaffrey destroys NFC West teams, and he has since becoming a member of the San Francisco 49ers. So all of that happens with a week of Nick Bosa getting himself back into football shape. I like the 49ers in this game. I like him in this game. I like him in this game more than I liked him in the game in Pittsburgh. So here we go. It's going to be a good, I I hope it's a fun one. I really do. I think it's going to be a really, really good game down at SoFi. Closer. Getting closer. Uh, We already see an awful lot of movement on the chat. Oh, we even have my man uh, Mike and San Bruno trying to handicap this bad boy, saying sip of the day has got to be under. He's got a new mug. See, the new mug traps so much coffee heat inside the mug. The sip of the day is actually probably hitting the over today because it's taken. If I took the lid off, it would cool down and hit that ideal sipping temperature a little bit faster. But there's a ceramic inlay in there. Uh, we got um, we got Rockin' New Wear 84 uh, over under 11 and a half is in Fortinball Friday on today. Again, we're taping with Joe, but good thinking. I like that you're all trying to put together the right way to handicap when this sip of the day is going to actually happen. I mean, it's getting to the point where we got to sponsor this damn thing. Good Lord. Um, it might be the most anticipated 
moment of the entire show, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, uh, look, we have a few things to get to beyond football. We're going to go through the week two schedule here in a little bit. A little interesting. Didn't know about that until this morning. Warriors news to share with you. Some realities of this baseball season that are creeping up. And before it's all said and done today, we're going to end on what I hope is a weekly, very welcome high note when we get into our first official Michael Urban, good for ball, bad for ball. This is how we wrap up the week to pay tribute to our friend Michael Urban. And that's going to be sponsored by Uncle Boys, who I told you they were going to figure out a way to stick around and become and remain part of the family. And indeed they have, and it's wonderful to have them aboard as always. But let me tell you about Ike, baby. Ike is no joke when it comes to serving up delicious sandwiches. I told you I was going to get a Jamie Sirewitch yesterday. God, I should have taken a picture of it. Uh, delicious. I did get a Jamie Sirewitch. Fantastic sandwich. It's just so tasty. The whole damn thing through. Every single bite of it is absolutely delicious. Got some zap chips to go along with that. Even got some chicken fingers ordered for the kids. Those chicken fingers that Ike's has are so good. Um, kids love those. So not only did Ike feed me, he fed the entire family yesterday. Thank you so much, Ike. Uh, get yourself to Ike's or have Ike's brought to you. Make sure you sign up for the rewards app. You'll be awfully happy that you did. The weekend is here, which means a little whiskey, baby. A little whiskey. Go get yourself some blackened whiskey. Do it from a BevMo. Ask your local liquor store to start carrying blackened if they're not already because as a member of the Plusen crew, you are loyal. You will take care of our good friends at Black and Whiskey who've taken care of me, and that's how we all take care of each other, and you will find your liquor cabinet taken care of as soon as you get a bottle of blackened Whiskey in there. Uh, as I said, I'm trying to take care of some of your profits when it comes to making a little money this football season. Bottomlinebets.com clients are already up in week two. Are you a bottom line bet client? You should be. Daily, weekly, and monthly uh, subscriptions are available. And he gave you the Eagles minus five and a half last night. My man Stefan is hot coming into this football season. Go ahead and find out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available at bottomlinebets.com. So when you want to turn your sports passion into profit, go ahead and check out bottomlinebets.com. The winning play, it's a click away. How about that? We've come up with a few jargons to give you, but it's the truth. My man is on a heater. He knows the space. He understands lines, movement. He's got data. Go ahead and give him a look. Bottomlinebets.com. And if you need somewhere to take all of that good advice that you get on bottomlinebets.com and make a play with it, and you don't have a place to make a play with it, go to mybookie.ag, use promo code DAMON. All new customers will get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and a $10 casino chip, which is to be used in their casino, which has all the games that a casino could offer you. How is this even possible? Well, it's possible because this is an offshore account, so make sure that your credit card is approved for international transactions. It'll be the only speed bump that you would hit on the way to signing up, unless indeed it, of course, is improved for international transactions, in which case you just fill it all out. Bing, bang, bong, promo code Damon, and you're underway. Check out mybookie.ag. 
you can go ahead and make a bet right there, no matter where you live. And we got some marquee games coming up in week two here. Really marquee games coming up, uh, starting with a very interesting game, including our old friends used to be Oakland Raiders. Did you hear they've moved to Las Vegas? It's true. Did you hear their quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo? It's true. And did you hear that Jimmy Garoppolo found himself in the win column once again? Put in the Raiders there last week. Will they start 2-0 on the road? I don't know. Let me tell you, I like Buffalo a lot this week. The Raiders are at the Bills. What's Buffalo's response going to be to what has to be a humiliating loss to the Jets? Like, you knock Aaron Rodgers out and you still lose because Josh Allen is playing like he just met his football team this morning. Um, An awful lot of looking in the mirror in Buffalo this week. I think the Raiders actually catch a beating this week in Buffalo. Now, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What is it? Bills minus eight. It's one of the biggest lines of the week. So an awful lot of people are expecting the Raiders to get clocked. And the news that we saw today doesn't point towards the opposite of that happening. Jimmy Garoppolo is likely going to be without his new favorite teammate, Jacoby Myers, who had a game-high nine catches on 10 targets for 81 yards and two touchdowns, has been in concussion protocol since he got rocked in Denver, and all signs are pointing towards him not playing. Hunter Renfro didn't even get a target last week. Um... Devontae Adams wasn't happy with his amount of targets last week. And all I can tell you is Raiders wide receivers. Jimmy doesn't like going past that second read. And usually his second read in Jimmyville is a tight end or a running back. So good luck Raiders wide receivers with your target distributions. But Jacoby Myers, very likely not playing. That was the one guy Jimmy had an absolute little something with in Denver without him. Good luck in Buffalo. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to ball their fist and beat the ever-living shit out of the Las Vegas Raiders this week. I I do. I, I like the Bills an awful lot in that game. So um, there are a few very interesting games. Like I said, you don't want to be 0-2. Because 0-2 sets you up for a possibility of 0-3. And 0-3 is the equivalent of a football death sentence for any real season of aspirations that you might have thought you've had. Um, the Minnesota Vikings last night, they I told you they were on red alert for their 0-2 start. And they, dude, the Minnesota Vikings spent as much time stepping on their own dicks as a football team possibly can last night. They were terrible and turning the ball over. And the way that the Eagles just decided, all right, we're going to have a 20-play drive with 18 runs or whatever it was. I mean, they just ran the ball down the Vikings' throat. It's obviously easier for the Eagles to do for other teams. But, man, that's a blueprint how to go out and beat Minnesota. You just run over them and then let Minnesota make its own mistakes along the way. You want to avoid 0-2. You know who's on? You better avoid 0-2 because you got aspirations attached to you and you got a big game at home this weekend. The Cincinnati Bengals. They just got the worst start out of Joe Burrow's career, right? In the season opener, 
You don't want to be 0-2, Cincinnati. A lot of pressure on Joe Burrow to play better and Cincy to win its home opener. They got the Ravens in town. Again, 0-2 would be a real bad place to be thinking about a Super Bowl from. And I know they're thinking about a Super Bowl in Cincinnati. Uh, Another one of those... Which one of you guys is going to really be for real this year? Game is out there too. Chargers at Titans. Both of these games are, or both of these teams fancy themselves as stalking horses. They might not be on that one line of AFC supremacy, but they're right on that two line, right? Chargers, Titans, teams that people respect, but do you have to actually fear them? If either of these franchises is going to give us a reason to really worry about the season they're about to have, you might want to win this game. Uh, Chargers at the Titans is a sneaky big one. Chiefs at Jaguars all of a sudden is sneaky big, right? I mean, it really is. The Jags have a chance to send the Chiefs to an 0-2 start. And honestly, just looking at this game with signs pointing towards Travis Kelsey returning, and if he does return, that's going to be a huge safety blanket for Patrick Mahomes. But even with Travis Kelsey playing... Between Calvin Ridley and Travis Atn and Trevor Lawrence, like the, the Jaguars have more weapons than the Kansas City Chiefs have. The Jaguars can very much win this game at home over Kansas City, and the Chiefs would be off to an 0-2 start. I love the drama right at the beginning of this year. I really, really do. This is good stuff. Um, Commanders at Broncos. Sneaky interesting. Why? Well, we really don't give a shit about the commanders. We all know that. But Russell Wilson starting 0-2 under Sean Payton would send a ripple of panic right across the Rocky Mountain Range. I mean, Denver going 0-2 at home in Sean Payton's first two games would be a really rough way. This might be the biggest dauber game of the weekend. Damon, what's a dauber game? Well, dauber up, dauber down. How you feeling? You feeling frisky? You feeling good about yourself? Or is your entire team's dauber now pointing down? Denver has got a little bit of an identity crisis that was formed last year. It has followed them into this year. And Sean Payton just walking in the room was supposed to solve a lot of things. It didn't against the Raiders. Now you got the commanders coming into town. Denver does not want to be 0-2. That's the Dauber game of the week. Dolphins at Patriots. Got Tua and Mike McDaniel. Wide open, uh, you know, wide open offense the Dolphins have. And Bill Belichick is trying to avoid his 0-2 start, both games at home. And Bill Belichick, look, it's 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 a winning business, right? And all of his trophies and the breadth and width of his trophy case isn't really there protecting him anymore. You know, the whole, we got to let Bill become the NFL's all-time winning, leading, leading, winning head coach as a member of the New England Patriots isn't the end-all, be-all for Robert Kraft anymore. He wants to see this team in the playoffs this year. Doesn't feel like the the Patriots are going to the playoffs with an 0-2 start. Both of those losses coming at home. Uh, There's a lot of talent in the AFC, It feels like there isn't much talent on the Patriots team, but Bill can still throw a defense out on the field. Um, Very interesting game. Very, very interesting game going off in New England this weekend. 
Uh, just for the sake of the Monday morning shows, we're going to have two Monday night football games this week, by the way. But for the Monday morning shows, let, let the Jets beat the Cowboys. Just let it happen just for the shows, right? Kevin Wilson steps in for Aaron Rodgers and still takes a bullying defense into Dallas to beat the Cowboys. I mean, I want that just to happen for Jerry Jones's freaking radio show alone. You had the the Cowboys look like world beaters against the Giants. Let them come home and lose against the Jets. That would just that would be a little kiss on the forehead of the Dallas Cowboys, wouldn't it? I'd love to see that happen. Uh, and and look. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. Um, the New York Giants at the Cardinals. Why is this an interesting game if you're a 49er fan? Well, if you're a 49er fan, obviously you want all your division opponents to play poorly. But this is one of those times where you not only want a division opponent to play poorly, I think you want the New York Giants to win and restore a little equilibrium to their season, starting with such an off-kilter performance, getting shut out at home by the Dallas Cowboys. Um you do not want, if you are a 49ers fan, and you can talk about, man, I'm not worried about the Giants. I like the 49ers in the home opener, and that's independent of what the Giants do in any other week of football. Uh, like, I'd agree with you. I like the, the 49ers over the Giants in any and all scenarios as well. But what you don't want, what you officially do not want, is the single most cornered, cornered animal, desperate, fighting for its life, trying to avoid an 0-3 start New York Giants team at Levi's Stadium for the 49ers home opener next week. You don't want that. You, you just don't. You, you can't get... How do you make a football team a little bit more dangerous? Well, let them feel a little desperation. And if the Giants are 0-2 with a shutout home loss to the Cowboys and a road loss at Arizona, they're going to be as desperate as football teams get. You don't want that New York Giant team at Levi's. You want a New York Giant team coming into Levi's thinking, all right, so we blew the home opener, but we beat Arizona, and now you know we, we're not in DEFCON 1 mode as we get ready for a short week at San Francisco. Like, we can lose this game and still go on and have a good year where if you're 0-3, your chances of having a good year almost mathematically vanish right in front of you. So... Um, a fascinating week, too. It's so good to have football back. Oh, my God, it really is. Hold on. Here we go. Maximum. Yeah. Football. Kids, we are at maximum football. It feels really, really good. Uh, so there you go. I mean, we are set up for the week. It should be a really fun week. I want to remind you, join me right here on Damon Bruce Plus. Two-minute warning of the 49ers and Rams game. We will be going live. We will be doing a post-game show brought to you by Bottom Line Bets. And then Monday morning, because the 49ers are playing on a Sunday, that means Larry Kruger and I are going to be at it doing a shared channel show, which in just one week took over the Monday morning uh, Bay Area sports scene. Larry and I had a massive audience and will hopefully again this week for our Wake Up 49ers show. 49ers Wake Up starting at 8 a.m. Monday morning. Damon Bruce, Larry Kruger brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods. We will be spreading the gospel of 49ers outstanding analysis and Asii, Asii. As, asiai, asi, uh, uh, asiai, asi, 
oh, they're so good. I don't even know how to say it, but just you want an acai bowl. You really do. They are really good. You don't have to be a pretty girl in yoga pants to eat one of those things. Health food. Damon Bruce, Larry Kruger, health food. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Didn't have that on the bingo card. Mm. Okay, there it is. That's the sip of the day. It's official. It's official. I can I can already hear gamblers walking to the casino cage looking to cash in on that win. So let's see. San Bruno Mike saying Debo going to be snatching chains on Sunday. I hope you're right. We'll get into Club Plus and see who's uh, snatching my attention over on the chat line in just a moment. Sporting. Ooh, I got to get this one before it goes by me. The luster of McVeigh's Lombardi dims as time goes by. There will be pressure at some point. What have you done for me lately? There's no doubt, but everyone knows what the deal was. The Rams sold off a portion of their future to have the best today possible, and they did it. So McVeigh is not even playing ring around the rosy around a hot seat yet. There's no duck, duck, goose. Uh, and any hot seat for McVeigh at this time. All right, we'll get to all that in a second. Let me really take you through a couple of other things before we get into Club Plus today. We'll never waste your time here, even on a football Friday where I could just drag you through a million minutiae little details of every game. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use your time well. And I need to let you know that Giants and Rockies, like you, you miss them when they're not around, right? You needed a little flip back last night for that Thursday night football game. You didn't have one because there was rain in Colorado. So Giants and Rockies were postponed Thursday night. Logan Webb takes the ball this Friday as the series opens at Coors Field. There is a doubleheader scheduled for Saturday. Uh, The Oakland A's, meanwhile... Uh, have had 18 100 or more loss seasons in their franchise's history. And while the franchise has been in Oakland, um, it's only happened just three times. In 1979, the Oakland A's lost 108 games. Last year, 2022, they lost 102 games. They're sitting at 100 losses and counting this year here in 2023. So here's the game inside the game. Here is your October, A's fans. Can you avoid nine more losses in your remaining 16 games? That's it. That's your October A's fans. Can you avoid nine more losses so you don't go down as the losingest A's team in the history of the franchise dating back to Philadelphia? Okay? Avoid nine more losses, and you're not the biggest losers in the history of the franchise. You'll come in somewhere around, you know, you'll be in the top 10 losers in the history of the franchise. So congratulations. That is your nirvana that you're seeking. That's your Xanadu. In a story that I, when I saw it, I had to read twice. I need to make, I need to make sure it wasn't like some, some, some burner account. I needed to. I'm like, really? Uh, Jason Dumas of Cron uh, is reporting a little Warriors news that I absolutely was not expecting. Jason Dumas says that 
Dwight Howard will be meeting with the Golden State Warriors next week and will work out on Tuesday and Wednesday. He's also going to have meetings with Steve Kerr and Mike Dunleavy. Kerr is mostly interested in Dwight's mindset, acceptance of the role he would be asked to play on the Warriors, and desire to be a good vet for the young guys. So the meetings are going to be very, very important. And Dwight Howard might be a Golden State Warrior. Okay. Oh. You know, the last thing I thought the Warriors needed was another 37-year-old. Dwight Howard's 37. He is on his sixth team in seven seasons. Actually, the Warriors would be his seventh team in eight seasons. Last year, he played 60 games with the Lakers. He got six points, six rebounds, and a half a block. I mean, you know, if the price is right and his head is screwed on right, I okay. I mean, a team that has really very little size to it can't snivel at the size that Dwight Howard brings with him. But what else is Dwight Howard really bringing with him? If the attitude is right... And he's coming off the bench playing like 12 to 15 to 18 minutes a night, getting you six and six. Okay. Okay. But I'm just, you know, if Dwight Howard is ready to be an adult and not have stories of what he may or may not be chasing around like Polk Street, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like I... I could see Dwight Howard wearing beige and blending in well with the Golden State Warriors. I could see him sore thumbing the entire time here as well. I don't know what to expect. I didn't think Dwight Howard's name was going to be associated with the Golden State Warriors, but indeed he's going to meet with the team next week. All right, before we get into uh, a little good for ball and bad for ball, I want to wish uh, all of our our friends out there, our Jewish friends out there, Shana Tova. Rosh Hashanah officially begins at sundown tonight, so uh, atone, uh, get right, eat your piece of fruit, throw a little bread in the water if you need to. I know your rituals. I also know about corner pieces of noodle kugel, which will be fought over at the feasts. So... Uh, Happy Jewish New Year to all of our Jewish friends. Uh, I am an honorary Jew myself. Uh, So here's to you. Um, Happy New Year. Uh, What I always appreciate is when a team, like a baseball team, is having a a home game, uh, you usually get like a rally rabbi blowing a a chauffeur uh, during the... uh, during a seventh inning stretch, I've seen a lot of rally rabbis on in my time at uh, 24 Willie Mays Plaza at Giants game. So I don't know where the rally rabbi is, but hopefully he's out there rallying all the troops tonight. Um, Happy New Year indeed. I even got a, a little uh, text or DM on Twitter from Chef A. Um, wishing an honorary Jew a happy Rosh Hashanah. Thank you very much to an actual practicing member of the tribe. I wish it right back to you. And that brings us to what I want to be a fun segment each and every Friday to wrap up the week. And it will be brought to you 
by our pals at Uncle Boys. If you're looking for a burger to help break that fast uh, after you're uh, after you've observed and atoned, get yourself to Uncle Boys. Absolutely delicious burgers. Try the lumpia. Get the onion rings. I've told you all about it. They're growing in fame and stature. In a rich stand-up, go to Uncle Boys, get a burger. And they are bringing us our good for ball, bad for ball tribute to Michael Urban segment that we're going to be doing each and every Friday here on Damon Bruce Plus, and we're going to be doing it in perpetuity. It's just a fancy word of saying forever in memory of Michael Urban. So we're going to start with the bad for ball, a very easy target, one that could hit the bad for ball definition. And because of Michael's love of baseball, uh, I'm starting with John Fisher. He officially needs to be rung in as our first bad for ball candidate over here. He's intentionally sabotaged a once great franchise and his actions over the course of the ownership of, of his entire ownership have been completely unforgivable. So John Fisher, um, as bad for ball as bad for ball could possibly get. Good for ball. I just saw this story this week, and I wrote it down when I saw it. I'm like, that is without a doubt going to be our good for ball story. Do you remember the name Warwick Dunn? You should. If you're a football fan, you should. Warwick Dunn won a national championship when he was at Florida State. He gets drafted. He played a dozen years in the NFL, six with the Falcons, six with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 12-year NFL career. And when he left the game, Warwick Dunn was 14th all-time in all-purpose yards in the NFL. Like, Warwick Dunn was a really, really good player. Um, The three-time Pro Bowler, has started Warwick Dunn Charities, and well, he started it 21 years ago. He started Warwick Dunn Charities in 2002. So he's been at it for 21 years, and he just opened his 218th home for a single-parent family. 218 families have been affected by Warwick Dunn Charities, and they have roofs over their heads now. These are single-parent families that needed a little help, and man, Warwick Dunn, he stepped up and gave it to them. 218 single parents have roofs over their heads for their children because of Warwick Dunn Charities, and when I saw that, I just thought, that is awesome, absolutely awesome. So there you go. Our first ever good for ball, bad for ball, Michael Urban Memorial segment brought to you by Uncle Boys. And we now need to step into Club Plus. No VIP for Club Plus today. Don't have time to bring you over on the AMP app and play a great set list, but I have a great set list of bands from Los Angeles, music from Los Angeles that we'll have to use when the 49ers and Rams meet again later on in the year, because I have to tape an interview with Joe Fortenbaugh, which will be dropped today at 420. Going to give you a time that you simply cannot forget. So put one in the air for me and Joe Fortenbaugh, a good 20-minute conversation with Joe Fortenbaugh coming up for you about later this afternoon. 
And that's what we got for you here today on Damon Bruce Plus, kids. Thank you very much for stopping on by. Uh, what a great week we've had. One of our biggest viewing days since we launched the channel. The podcast is singing. Uh, we got fans singing on the AMP postgame shows. Fortunately, unfortunately, we don't have one today. But um, thank you very much for supporting everything we're doing over here. By the way, Jillian wrapped up Dreamforce. She had an outstanding week herself. So she and I will be tipping back a little blackened whiskey this Friday evening and enjoy it. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy week two in the NFL. Enjoy a huge slate of college football that is up on Saturday, a Giants doubleheader on Saturday. It's going to be a really good sports weekend. And remember, two-minute warning of the 49ers-Rams game B on Damon Bruce plus on YouTube and then 8 a.m. Monday morning Damon Bruce Larry Kruger 49ers wake up brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods and that's how it's all going down thank you so much for tuning in on the podcast I will remind you that sports don't build character they reveal it and like that he's gone